0: You again, and to be with you this morning as we, I think, conclude this series of sermons on the great I am sayings of Jesus. And <clears throat> all of these sayings of Jesus, are many of them anyway, come as uh, we see in our gospel lesson this morning. Uh, Jesus kind of has entered a time of, of some pretty serious teaching with his disciples and a uh, time of preparation as he prepares them for what's about to come, as he prepares them for his uh, trial and his uh, crucifixion and resurrection and his return to the Father. And so uh, we're going to be uh, looking at Jesus as the way. And uh, as we kind of prepare to launch into that, I want us to first think a little bit about some words if you will, that evoke within us a strong response. You can sometimes hear just one word, and you will have a pretty strong reaction to that one word. And so you might be thinking about some words that, uh, that come to your mind that you hear them and you have a strong reaction to them. And I'm going to just give us a few uh, to get us started. Uh, some of them a little more serious, and then we're going to move to some that maybe evoke a real, uh, a, a real warm or a real heartfelt, uh, sincere feeling within us. But let's, let's start with these words that I think will, uh, will evoke some pretty strong feelings on all of our parts. Okay, here's the first one. Gasoline. Yes, <laughs> we have some pretty strong reactions when we heard the word gas and what we have to pay for it at the pump. And I don't want you to tell me your feelings because we are in church, after all. Okay, so I really don't want to hear that right now. Uh, here's some other words that um, uh, evoke strong feelings for us right now. Inflation. I could say that word, and we could all have something to say about that. Some, some words that are much in uh, the culture these days. If I were to say to you the word abortion, you'd have some strong feelings. You'd have some strong reactions. About that, if I were to say to you the word uh, "transgendered," immediately most of us would have some pretty strong feelings and some things to to say, some things to talk about as we talk about that. Now let's kind of move to a a word, or I can think of a couple, but I'm going to just give you one that for me uh, evokes some strong feelings and that really captures uh, what Jesus is talking about. I think with his disciples in our gospel lesson this morning. And here's the word that I'm thinking of. That word is home. When I say to you the word home, I'm guessing that most of you have some pretty strong feelings. Mitch and I were talking after first service and I, I was actually thinking about Mitch as I, was, um, as I was thinking about the meaning of the word home. And, uh, you know, Mitch is getting ready to go back to Vietnam. And so I said, Mitch, what do you think about when you hear the word home? He said, so I still think about first, I still think about my mom and dad's place in Erie. But I said, I bet you also think now, because Thuy, his fiance, is in Vietnam, that Vietnam is kind of home in some ways. So, anyway, some really strong feelings about the word home. Michael Buble, anybody recognize that name? Canadian pop singer, uh, kind of styled himself after uh, Tony Bennett and Frank Sinatra uh, 15 years ago, in 2000, or a little bit 18 years ago, I guess, in 2005, wrote a song that went to uh, the number one spot on the American pop charts on adult contemporary songs, and went really high on the charts in countries around the world. Anybody have an idea what the name of that song was? Say it out if you know. That's right. I heard it from several people. Home. It was a song entitled Home, and it evokes strong feelings. I was going to sing it for you, but I think that could be a disaster. So I'm just going to read for you a few of the lyrics from that song this morning. He wrote it, actually, while he was touring Europe. And he had been away from home for a while and uh, had visited places like and Rome and places all over Europe to sold out concert houses. And you'd think that in that situation you'd be feeling pretty good. You'd be having some pretty great feelings about all that you're experiencing. But you want to know that the greatest feeling that he was feeling in the midst of all of that, he was feeling homesick, homesick. He missed home. And so he wrote the words to what has become kind of his signature song throughout his career, home. Another summer day has come and gone away in Paris and Rome, but I want to go home. Maybe surrounded by a million people, I still feel all alone. I just want to go home. Another airplane, another sunny place. I'm lucky I know. But I want to go home. I've got to go home. Let me go home. I'm just too far from where you are. I want to come home. No, it just captures, I think, for many of us, the things that we feel when we think of that place called home. And it's not just necessarily the four walls that we're surrounded by in that place, but it's the people. There, He was writing in this song, uh, he was thinking about his fiance. But for all of us, we think about those people that love us and that accept us and that care for us and that welcome us where we belong when we get there. And I think that that's some of the things that Jesus and his disciples were kind of thinking and talking about. In our gospel lesson that we just heard for us this morning, Jesus is, as I mentioned, preparing his disciples for his soon homegoing. I, I thought about that as I was preparing the sermon. And I said, I, "I thought I wonder if Jesus. Did you ever think about this? I wonder if Jesus, in his earthly ministry, missed home.
1: You
0: know, if he missed the place where he was before he came to earth, if he missed." The Father's presence. And and Jesus was preparing to go home, and so he's talking to his disciples about that. And he he tells them that he's getting ready to go, but that he's going to go and prepare a place for them, a new home for them as well. And he says to his disciples, you know, if I go, when I go, I will, I will come again and, and take you to myself so that where I am there, you may be too. And he says to them, you know the way to the place where I'm going. And what does Thomas say? He says, no, Lord, that, that sounds wonderful. That sounds great, but we, we don't know. We don't know the way to the place you're going. And this is where that great I am saying that we're looking at this morning comes in uh, to the equation. Jesus says to them, I am, I am the way. And he follows up by saying, I'm also the truth. I'm the way and the truth and the life. And there's really a progression to that, and we'll talk about that in a minute here. I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And so Jesus begins this conversation with his disciples, helping them see that the way to the place That he is preparing for them the way home is Jesus himself. And this weekend, as I'm thinking about the way and about home, uh, the third weekend in July has probably very little significance to any of you, but for me, when I was growing up, and still to this day for the last about 80 years, uh, my hometown in Montana on the third Saturday, the third weekend of July, has what's called the Old Timers Reunion and Summer Festival. And everybody from all over the country, uh, if they're going to come home and visit my hometown uh, during the summer, they usually come on the third Saturday and Sunday of July. And it's a a wonderful opportunity to be together. And uh, I was there last summer and uh, got to take my grandson and, he thought it was great, and I used to think, well, just like him uh, when I was there, that you know the best part about it was the carnival rides and uh, the parade where they threw the candy out, and he got a whole bag full of candy. it was even better than Halloween, and he thought that was the greatest thing ever uh, and in the park every morning, uh, you go and the, the people that have lived there for a long time get ribbons by how many years they've lived there, and I realized that it 's probably uh, better than I was at this, there this year because in just a few weeks, and they would have, you know, cut me some slack and given me my 70-year ribbon uh, this weekend. And I'm just not sure I'm ready for that. <laughs> you know, I'm not quite sure that I'm ready. For those of you that are 70 and above, you probably understand what I'm talking about. But you know, there are several ways that when I go to visit my home in Montana, which has, you know, and for all of us when we think about home, this place is the where my family, those that are still surviving. Uh, in my nuclear family still live, uh, and where the home that my parents built uh, when I graduated from high school in 1970 uh, is still there, and my my next oldest brother lives there. And uh, when my uh, mother died, um, we I presided at her funeral, and I uh, she was cremated, and so we took some of her ashes where. Uh, she wanted to have them scattered on the hill overlooking the Yellowstone River Valley, where uh, where they my my parents lived. And it's a, a beautiful view of, of the river valley. And so some of my mom's ashes are there. And then uh, in the meantime, two of my brothers died after that. And we scattered some of their ashes in the same spot. And when my father died, his ashes, some of them are scattered there. And now my aunt, my mother's sister, has passed away, one of them, and her ashes are there. And so every time I go home, I visit that little place where where my home is and where my heart is and where I feel loved and accepted. But I can get to my home in Montana a bunch of different ways. I can go different routes and kind of enjoy different things along the way. And as I was thinking about our lesson this morning, Jesus says to us that there's only one way, There's only one way to our heavenly home, and that is through him. And so as he's preparing to leave, he tells his disciples, remember this, I am the way, and the way that you need to travel as you are on the way is by listening to my truth, because I am the truth. And he says, I am the life. The life that you want to have in this world and the life that is waiting for you, I am that life. You know, I was thinking about a couple passages of scripture that remind us that, that there are those in the world in which we live, in the culture in which we live, and not just in our culture, but in cultures around the world, where people have come to believe that there are many ways to the home that God has prepared for us. There are many ways. You can kind of fasten your own way and I can fashion my own way. I can have my own set of beliefs. You can have your set of beliefs. And in the end, we're all going to end up in the same place. And here's <clears throat> there's two passages of Scripture that I want to share with you that kind of caution us as we look at the way that we're on, the way home. Proverbs, the 16th chapter, the 25th verse, says this. And, and Proverbs is, is the wisdom of God. And it's written in... Uh, many short little phrases throughout the book of Proverbs. And here's what Proverbs 16 has to say. Sometimes there is a way that seems to be right. But in the end, it is the way to what? Death. There's a way that seems to be right. And I will tell you this. In the world in which we live, as people are making their way through this life, there is a way that seems to be right. And that's the truth. There's a way that seems to be right. There are things that seem to make sense to people. But the danger is, when you start thinking about the truth, and Jesus has seized the truth, and the way in which to travel, Jesus says, be careful. There's a way that seems right, but in the end, it leads to death. Jesus kind of takes up on that in these words to his disciples in the gospel of Matthew, the seventh chapter. And it's really kind of the same thing, just in a slightly different context, where Jesus is talking about the sheep and the shepherd, and the sheep coming in to the fold through the gate. And Jesus says, enter through the narrow gate. For the gate is wide, and the road is easy. That leads to what? To destruction. To destruction, to death. And there are many who take it. There are many who have kind of, think they've figured out the way and the gate to go through. But the gate is narrow, and the road is hard. That leads to life. And there are few who find it. You see how that kind of echoes Proverbs there's a way that seems to be right, but in the end, it is the way to death. You could take all of those words that were kind of flashpoint words that I used at the beginning of the sermon and put them in the context of these verses. And the truth is, is that in our culture, in the world at large, when you think of those things, for many people, there is a way that seems right. There's a way that seems right. The people that hold views that are contrary to the truth revealed to us in the scripture are absolutely convinced that that the way that they're on seems right. But Jesus cautions us. Remember this. I am the truth. And when you follow the way that I lay out for you in my word, it leads to life. But when you... Follow your own way, the way that seems right to you, that's contrary to what I say to you. That way leads to destruction and death. Brothers and sisters, it is our responsibility. And it is our, you know, it is imperative for us to do two things. To number one, listen to Jesus, who is the truth. When we think about those things that we have to deal with on a daily basis, and those things that are in the culture that have voices telling us, well, this seems right. If it's contrary to the word of God, it leads to death. It leads to destruction. Only when we are willing to submit ourselves to the truth, and sometimes it is difficult. On the road, on the way home, there are things that are going to require us as we follow Jesus, as we listen to his truth, that are hard. This life isn't about easy. You know, it's not about what's the easiest thing to do. It's about what's the right thing to do. The way home is not, you know, the broad way that everybody's on. The way home is the narrow way. Jesus says, I am the way. And while you're on the way, remember that I am the truth. And that the truth will lead you to life. Life abundant in this world and life eternal. And even though it's hard, here's the good news to us this morning as well. The way to the Father has been paved by Jesus. He paved the way. He paid the price for our ticket. He paid the price for our eternal home with his blood sacrificed freely on the cross for us. And then he rose again, and he has gone ahead of us to prepare a place for us. He's preparing a place just for you. He's preparing a place just for me, a new home, a home with him forever. Finally, I just wanted to remind us that on the way, as we listen to the voices in our culture who. Think that they're pursuing right, even though they have chosen a way that the Bible tells us to lead that leads to death. Our job is not to cast stones, our job is not to simply reject those who are on the broad way. Our job is to be the voice of Jesus, calling, loving, caring, gently persuading those to join us on the narrow path, on the way of truth, encouraging those around us to listen to the voice of Jesus who tells us and is certain about the fact that he is the truth and that he will lead us to life. I'm preaching in a couple of weeks at Martha Nelson's, at Martha Nelson's church. Some of you know Martha. She was instrumental in helping New Life uh, 12 years ago, uh, get started and helped uh, preach here a number of times. And I'm preaching on a couple of the parables of Jesus that week. And um, the parables are the two about the lost coin and the lost sheep. And then they're followed immediately by the parable of the prodigal son. And both the coin and the sheep are stories of people who diligently seek for that which is lost. And the prodigal son story is the story of Jesus talking to the Pharisees about a man who had two sons, a father who had two sons, one who, who gets lost on the way, squanders his inheritance, ends up eaten with the pigs, is in a world of hurt, and about his older brother. And as Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, uh, you, you come to the understanding that, that who the Pharisees are in this story is the older brother. And the older brother's job was to do the same thing that our eldest brother, because Jesus calls us, calls himself our brother sometimes in scripture, their job was to do the job that the eldest brother was doing. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save the lost. I came to go after diligently, seek after those who were on the broad way, and bring them into the fold and help them walk the way of truth to the home of life that I am preparing for them. And that's our job, brothers and sisters, is to be after those who have lost their way in this world and and lovingly encourage them to join us on the narrow way, on the hard path that leads to life. And then finally, uh, there's a hymn. Danny's coming. He's going to help me with this. Um, there's a hymn that as soon as I was thinking about... Um, our heavenly home and about that place that Jesus promises us that he has gone to prepare for us uh, a 400 year old hymn came to my mind and and that hymn is uh, Jerusalem my happy home remember the Bible talks about heaven as that new Jerusalem that place that, that God is preparing for us and that the day is coming soon when, having uh, negotiated uh, the way through this life, God will call us. He will call us to that place that He has prepared for us. And I want to sing that hymn for us this morning. You know, I I love to sing, and you have to put up with it. <laughs> you know, this is the place I get to sing. I'm not, you know, I'm not Michael Bublé. I don't have thousands of people coming to listen to me in Paris and Rome, but you are my captive audience this morning, and uh, this beautiful old hymn is from our hymnal, but I've taken a couple of verses from another tradition as well that kind of really help us to think about the way that we're on and and God keeping us uh, close to him as we walk the way toward the place that he has promised us. Uh, Listen as I I close by singing this for us this morning.
1: Jerusalem, my happy home. When shall I come to thee? When shall my sorrows have an end? Thy joys, when shall?
0: us, that Christ would keep us faithfully on the way, listening uh, to his truth that guides us to the home of life, that he has gone ahead of us to prepare for each of us. What a wonderful promise to hold on to as we live our lives in this world. Amen. Amen.